Hello and welcome to In the Spotlight with Close Circa, the definitive podcast on digital disruption in the print industry. I'm Luella Fernandez, Director of Close Circa, and today I'm joined by Dave Pisano, Managing Director of HP UK and Ireland. Today we'll be discussing sustainability, specifically how sustainability has moved higher on the business agenda, and we'll be hearing about HP and its commitments to sustainability across this organisation, particularly its three pillars of people, planet and community, and how it's helping both its customers and partners reduce their environmental impact. So welcome, Dave. It's great to have you on the show today. Oh, thanks, Luella. It's great to be here. So I know you've just um, literally moved from the US and um, I wondered if you could just maybe give a brief introduction and tell us a bit about your career journey at HP to date. Um, well, as you said, I'm Dave Brizano. I'm, I am the managing director for the United Kingdom and the Republic of Ireland at HP. So, uh, and I've been, as you said, I've been here since basically May 1. So it's a little over four months, loving my time here in the UK. And um, yeah, I've been uh, with HP for 21 years. Um, I sort of started in our leasing business, um, I moved into our print business, kind of up through the ranks on that side of the business. I, I managed our managed print business in the US and then consequently in the Americas. I managed our PC as a service business as well at that time, our end user sales teams in the US. Um, I managed our graphics uh, solutions business. That's all of our really high-end industrial printing business. I, I did that in the Americas. And then the job before this, I was managing our GBU for print services and solutions. So kind of just managing the overall strategy of where we were headed and as well as, as kind of overseeing the go-to-market across, across our 10 markets around the world. And, and now uh, here I am in the UK and I, so um, yeah, it's been a great career. Yeah, so as I said um, at the beginning, we're, we're discussing um, sustainability today. And I know HP has had a strong commitment to sustainability for a long time now. And its sustainability impact report was um, released earlier this year. And there's loads of information in there. And I just really want to focus on some of the key findings. And one um, area that HP talks about is um, how it drove uh, more than $1 billion in sales where sustainability was mm -hmm. a key consideration. Yeah. Um, so yeah, can you talk a bit about the sustainability strategy and what that actually means? Does that mean that more organizations are putting sustainability on their RFPs and you know, HPC yeah. change there? Yeah, and I think uh, probably where I would start with that is actually where you started the original discussion and your comments about HP sustainable impact strategy across people, planet, and community. And I think for us, it really, if you think about planet, it's definitely our, our you know, I think of this as sort of three legs of a stool, right? So you have our, our, our um, sustainability, our climate action in terms of what we're doing around our environmental footprint, both internally uh, with our products, uh, with our partners, so and, and customers, and we'll talk about that. Um, the second thing around community is really our, our, is really our focus on digital equity. So this is like, um, you know, how are we, there's a digital divide kind of in the world right now where there's millions of people who are not really participating in the digital economy. So we're trying to help close that digital divide because um, it has a way of democratizing opportunities around the world. And then the third piece, um, which is really people, is that is that kind of human rights piece for us, which is really, you know, kind of extending our, our internal values and making sure that, you know, we're standing up for human rights everywhere. So um, obviously, as you said today, we're focused on sustainability. So we'll talk about that. And we do see a huge kind of upswing, I would say, um, in the overall market relative to demands for sustainability. You mentioned the $1 billion in, in wins we had. This is actually the second year in a row 
that we've had over 1 billion in wins associated with sustainability. And these are, these are um, like tenders and RFPs that where, where the, where sustainability is, is a demonstrated part of the decision criteria. Um, so it's, it's, it's not, not just a nice to have, it's a have to have. And I think, you know, for us, it, it just helps um, um, really galvanize things. It's part of our, for us, it's part of our internal strategy, of course, um, it's important to our clients, obviously, given given the amount of business that's happening now. It's also really important to our customers and our channel partners. So really, it's it's something um, that we feel really good about doing um, as part of our as part of our again our, kind of our company values. But we see we see that you know with our partners and with our customers, we can make a real difference. Um, and I guess I would just say for us, there's there's kind of um, you know I would say sort of three pillars associated again with our with our climate action strategy. Um, one is really around um, so what we're doing with, with carbon emissions and reducing our carbon emissions. Um, one is what we're doing around uh, circularity, like how do we get our products to be, you know, kind of um, more circular um, in terms of the ability to repair them, the ability to recycle them and reuse them, et cetera. And then, and then um, really that third piece is around forests. And so oftentimes this, this gets overlooked in the climate discussion, but. HP has a, a, a forest positive strategy, we call it. And we, we can talk about that over the course of our discussion, but um, those are the three big pieces of our, of our um, climate strategy. And I think, yeah, I think it's, you know, we, we, we kind of, we, 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 yeah, there's the, there's sort of the, the impact of what customers are asking us for. There's also kind of what we see going on with, with climate action and, you know, the, the time for action is now. Yeah. And I think you touched on there. It has really become a business imperative, not just a, yeah. Nice to have. Have you seen, um, you know, based on your background in the U.S., have you seen any particular differences in business requirements and their expectations around sustainability in the U.S. versus the U.K.? I think the U.K., if anything, it's probably maybe more important. You know, I haven't it's this is more a feeling than like data that I've studied. I, I have to be honest, but but I think it seems to me um, sustainability is just more important here. Um, what, what's interesting, actually, um, in the U.K., um, the U.K. has only 13% tree cover, um, and whereas the rest of Europe averages 37%. This is really important. Um, so we're actually doing some things around replanting trees. So when we have, we have offers, again, we can talk about this during the course of our discussion, but we have some, some offers where we offer basically carbon neutrality for these offers. And, and of course, we try to drive down the actual carbon emissions associated with these offers. And then, we, and then we, we're, we're buying offsets and things like that. Um, to offset the whatever carbon emissions are associated with the with these with these solutions, and part of that is actually in, uh, investing in replanting of trees. And in the UK, we've uh, just in the last two or three years, we've replanted over twenty seven thousand trees. So, and then we'll be doing more this spring. So we're, you know, we're we're doing our part for the for the planet, but it's not just in far off places. It's actually locally here in the United Kingdom and Ireland. So, um, which for us is really exciting, obviously, because I think forests are a big part of of reversing the effects of climate change. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the circular economy there. And I know HP has, you know, pretty bold ambition to, I think, reach 75% yeah. circularity yeah. with products. So, yeah, could you give a bit more information on how that works in terms of, you know, the full product life cycle for both PCs and, and printers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, the whole idea of circularity is you're sort of, you're, you're essentially... Designing a product um, and understanding kind of what are the raw materials and raw energy that is needed to go into the manufacturing of the product, the development, the shipping, um, and the use of the product, and you really you have to think about sort of the end of life of the product uh, well in advance. So it really it does very much start at the design process. 
But for us, it means, you know, how do we use more post-consumer recycled uh, product, like plastics, for instance, um, into the, the designs of the products themselves? Um, and in fact, we have, you, you may have uh, seen, we've been very involved in, in using ocean-bound plastics, for instance, in our products. So I think since 2016, we've used um, the equivalent of like 85 million bottles, you know, those uh, plastic water bottles that might have ended up sort of in the ocean. And those are ending up actually into HP products. So it's, it's, um, it's you know, tons and tons and tons of this stuff. And I think um, also it's just, it's looking at, you know, how do we, you know, essentially how do you, how do you just um, remove that virgin plastic, other, other sorts of materials that can't be reused or recycled in some way. Um, and we do have that target um, of, of 75% circularity in our products and packaging by 2030. We're at 41% now. So this is, it's, it, you know, we, we're, it's not like we just launched this plan and we, we haven't made any progress. We're making progress towards, towards that goal. Um, so, but it, it is, it, it, you know, it's a challenge because you have to really rethink, you know, how you design the products and then you, and actually you have to rethink your supply chain too, in terms of how do you decarbonize your supply chain. Yeah, and actually on that supply chain, I mean, obviously we're seeing quite a bit of disruption at the moment due to the chip shortage. And, you know, it's kind of relevant in the sense of, you know, how um, HP and other technology manufacturers yeah. are looking to source yeah. chips. Um, so how has that had an impact on HP? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's a really challenging time because I think what the pandemic showed is that sort of, I would say both PCs and print are really essential for people especially as we move to this hybrid you know, model where people are working and learning from home, um, you know, people returning to the office now, depending on where you happen to be around the world. So, so basically demand has come up a lot um, in the categories where we are, and this has put a lot of pressure on supply chain and our, our downstream um, you know, kind of suppliers and those sorts of things. So it has had an impact. I know it's been, it's been tough for many of our partners and customers. Um, HP is taking a lot of steps to try to you know, operate more effectively in what is a constrained, you know, kind of environment. And we probably see this. I will say that, um, you know, kind of turning this back to, to, to sustainability, one of the things that it, there is an opportunity for us is actually as we think about business models. Um, so it's one of the things, you know, I mean, if you think about the carbon emissions or the carbon footprint of a product, part of it is just a big part of it is just the use of the product itself, right? So if you've got like, take, take a PC, for instance, if you bought a, a new HP PC today here in 2021, it would be, a, it would use about 50% less energy than one you would have bought 10 years ago. So 50% of the energy um, over a decade. And this is of course now with the product being infinitely better, a brighter touchscreen, all these sorts of things, right? So it's, it's, it's far better in terms of performance and it's, it's, it's far less um, using electricity. Um, but if you, you know, if, if you're still using that 10 year old product out there, it's probably not, maybe, yes, it's good in the sense that it's being, it has a very long life, I suppose, but, but from a sustainability perspective, maybe not the best thing. So I think when, as we think about business models, we're starting to think about services where you can really manage sort of the, the sort of life, life cycle of a product so that after five years or three years or four years, whatever the right life cycle is, depending on the category, either HP or our partners could recover those products back, do a refresh, and then do all the things we want to do around circularity, which would be some of that, some of the product might be recycled, some of it might be recovered and reused um, elsewhere. So that's where we got to want to get to that 75%. So, but if we don't rethink the business models moving from quote transactional to contractual, 
it makes it tougher, I think. So, um, so we're definitely leaning in, as you know, across print and actually across our personal systems business as well to change some of those business models, which will have an impact could, could have a downstream impact on the, on the chip shortages and the things you've talked about with, with ICs, because as we're reusing more products and I think it'll help around sustainability too. Yeah, and no, I think, you know, that's totally what we're seeing at Close Circle in terms of the, the opportunities because of the chip shortage for MPS providers to, to look at, you know, again, resizing and refreshing device fleets where they can, but where they can't yeah. really implement solutions to just prolong the life of those devices. And I think there's opportunities, you know, certainly for the channel. I, I think that leads quite nicely to the next question around what do you think are the opportunities for, for home workers to actually improve their sustainability? How is HP, you know, delivering solutions and products um, for the hybrid workplace, particularly for the home environment? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, for one, you know, you just have the basics, which is, you know, you're not maybe not commuting into the office like you used to and those sorts of things, which which definitely helps. And we saw all the the air got cleaner during the early part of the pandemic. I'm sure you saw all that. So that that's that that's nice to kind of continue in the future. I do think um, just overall uh, employees of companies in general they want to feel like their work is 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 more meaningful than maybe just the day in and day out. So they want to do the right thing for for their communities. They want to do the right thing for the planet. So I do think that companies should think about um, facilitating opportunities for employees to participate in that. Um, and like, for instance, that it just within even HP UK, we do every, every six months, we do a big event where people leave the office, they clean the beach, they, you know, they pick up litter um, around their, around their towns and things like that. So, I mean, there's, there's an opportunity to participate a bit in that, um, help feel like you're doing something good, um, you know, have, have some paid time off to go do that. And that's just, that's just, I think a good practice. In terms of actual use of the products, I mean, I think we've talked about a, a couple of things. Um, you know, one is, is, of course, these you know, moving business models and looking at services. You know, and HP is very much looking at how do we do things around, uh, for instance, like Instant Ink um, for, for, um, for workers at home. So, so this is something that I think we're moving very much um, into this sort of hybrid space. All right. So these, these worlds are colliding between what is traditionally kind of corporate and you think of MPS and fleet management. And obviously we've done so much work there um, with our partners again, in terms of, you know, looking at devices, using, having tools that say, gosh, this, this device is overused. Let's, let's move it uh, to a place where, you know, maybe there's, there's an opportunity to reduce that consumption or vice versa. So there's all of that active management that, that HP and our partners do. Um, it really, I think can help um, in terms of the, the office piece now we're sort of doing the same for home. Um, and so, um, like, for instance, you may have noticed um, we announced the HP Flex uh, program, which is really sort of like MPS for, for home um, and really driven by, driven by partners. But, you know, uh, SMBs and, and even home users can have an MPS-like offering, you know, um, with recyclable, recyclability and those sorts of things. Um, um, as well as just a, a really nice low uh, page subscription for their printers. So I think we're, we're really thinking about how we, how we bring these, what is traditionally um, services for the office and now kind of bringing them into the home because we know that you know, a good portion of people will, will be hybrid in the future. They won't, they won't be exclusively working from home, but they won't be exclusively working from the office either. They'll be both. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, for instance, I just, I literally just got one of these, I don't know if you can see this, it's what a recycling thing for, cause I, I replaced my cartridges recently and HP sent me a bag to recycle them. So, I mean, it's just, I think it's, the, it's that those sorts of things that, um, will really help 
um, companies help their employees be more be more sustainable. Yeah, and I think you know it's really true that you know MPS has um, can be a key enabler to sustainability for you know the home environment to look as well as the office environment, and yeah. um, it's an opportunity, like you say, for partners to reassess the print yeah. um, environment and look at yeah. the carbon yeah. footprint of their customers. Yeah, I think so. And the, the other thing that you know we we had announced about a year or so ago, this um, carbon neutral uh, offer for a, our direct business, where mm-hmm. we we would basically go into a customer and guarantee that their printing would be carbon neutral. Um, and so, and that, that, that offer has been doing great in the market um, because, you know, companies want, they, they want to do business with sustainable companies like HP, but they also care about themselves probably more than anything, right. And, and, and well, they should in terms of their own sustainable impact. And so we can, we can guarantee that they're, that they're printing as carbon neutral. We've recently announced a, an extension of that, that offer into our, our component NPS, our CMPS channel as well. So those partners now can, can um, again, work with HP to ensure that their ultimate customers are, are carbon neutral. So it's, I love the fact that we're, you know, we, we sort of piloted this offer in our direct space and now we're extending to, to partners as well to offer the same kind of functionality, you know, of our features, I guess you will, in terms of sustain, sustainability. So pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, and I think that's why it's really interesting to sort of look at HP's overall sustainability initiatives, because it's not just about HP reducing its own uh, carbon footprint, but it's also helping its customers and its partners partners do that. And I think, you know, I know um, recently um, HP announced um, the Amplify program and how um, there's a sustainable impact part of that. And can you talk a bit about how you're helping partners to actually, um, you know, evolve their offerings around sustainability? You know, you mentioned NPS and so on, but, you know, what are the kind of criteria? Yeah, so, yeah, this is Amplify Impact, which is part of our Amplify program. And it really allows allows our partners to do a couple of things. One is to really get up to speed on HP, all of HP's offers. We've talked about a few today. In terms of you know how how can we help customers be more sustainable, it also gives partners uh, an opportunity to make some commitments again at their place in terms of what are what are they doing to be more sustainable. Um, in again, we, you know, going back to some earlier parts of our conversation, we know that um, that this is important for customers, right? We we won a billion dollars last year and a billion dollars the year before uh, for deals around sustainability, and we know that companies have have many companies have made this commitment to net zero. Um, associated with the UN, the UN kind of that mandates the wrong term, but the UN goal of being, you know, sort of carbon neutral by 2050, net carbon neutral by 2050. HP has, has made that commitment, as we talked about, in, um, by 2040, 10 years in advance. But many companies are making this commitment now. And so I think for companies, it's a risk. to. It looks like greenwashing a bit if you don't really have a plan, but many companies don't really have a have a firm plan on how to get to net zero by 2050, this is a great opportunity for our partners to go help them. Um, and so at, at, in the UK, I think I think a third of our largest companies have already in the UK have made the commitment to be um, you know, net zero by in terms of carbon by 2050. So there's big opportunities out there for our partners to go work with customers uh, to help build that real plan on how to get there. Um, so that that's it's important. Eighty um, percent of our partners in in our Amplify program in the UK have signed on for Amplify Impact, so uh, it's great to see. And I, I've, I've I've reviewed some of the work from some of our really key partners here in the UK, uh, the work that they're doing around and get, managing their own sustainability, and it's very very impressive, very impressive. So I, I I definitely see a great reaction from from our partner community. 
Yeah, and it'd be great to hear more about that um, in the future in terms of, you know, how you yeah. work with specific partners because, yeah, sure. you know, I think that's, um, it's really key now for, for partners to have those sustainable um, sustainability credentials for their own business, but also how they're driving that for their their customers yeah. Um, yeah. as well. So I just wanted to ask a question um, really on the HP print technology. Um, HP recently announced that it's discontinuing its A4 and A3 page-wide business inkjet products because HP um, believes that the laser jet range now matches it for environmental performance. Can you give a bit of insight on that decision and how that affects the product portfolio? So what, essentially what we said was HP's made the determination that we're going to stop investment in the PageWide A3 and PageWide A4 office print portfolio, um, effective basically at the end of this year for transactional and and we're going to extend our commitments in the contractual channel for, for a time further into 2022. And the reason for this is you're right. When we originally brought out the PageWide products in the office space, it was, it was you know, it was it had to do with um, sort of that sustainability, it had to low cost per page. Um, and it was also a small footprint, um, right? Re- relatively small size. And so it was, it was differentiated and there was a need in the market for that. The reason we've taken the decision to do that is that, is that What's happened is there's been massive improvement in our laser jet portfolio in terms of those, those same things, size, um, environmental sustainability, and cost per page and reliability to the point where now internally there wasn't, there's not nearly the differenti- differentiation that there used to be. And obviously, if you're managing, you know, think of your, if you're a partner, you've got kind of two lines, a page wide line and a laser jet line, lots of different products you know, to sell lots of different parts of the stock and supplies to stock and things like that. So it's, it's like, it's complex. And, and the, the compelling need to have PageWide in the office, A3 and A4, wasn't really there anymore. So we, we took the decision, again, because of the, the huge improvements that we've made on the laser side of the business. Think of just, for instance, like Jet Intelligence, which really like lowers the, the, um, the melting temperature for, for toner in our cartridges, which means that there's a 20% reduction in energy utilization as a, for instance. So we've, we've been in, innovating on the laser side. Um, but what, what's probably not super well understood, like this has sometimes been, been couched as somehow we're getting out of page wide completely or inkjet in some way. And that's definitely not the case. So this is just for our A4 and A3 portfolios in the office. But if you think about our inkjet portfolio, our home consumer, small office, home office, that is largely inkjet-based uh, technology and will be in the future. You have our wide, wide format, our design jet uh, line, our PageWide Excel line, that will continue with PageWide. And then you have actually our commercial and industrial portfolio, our PageWide web presses. These are the massive you know, web-fed presses um, that will continue to use leverage PageWide technology. And furthermore, Actually, HP's 3D portfolio leverages page-wide technology. So, so it's really we're, we're, we haven't turned our back on the technology at all. It just it doesn't it it, it doesn't um, fit the need of what you know like it originally did in the office space because of the improvements in laser. So we're just clarifying or kind of simplifying the portfolio for our partners and customers. So that's that's really what we we've announced. Yeah, no, it's great that you've clarified that. So it's very much HP um, moving away from inkjet in the office, but not in the in the home. And you know, just really to to round up, we've discussed quite a few different areas of sustainability, and you know, yeah. we could have a much longer conversation and go in depth in a lot of those areas. But I just wondered if you could share um, any predictions you have for the coming year around um, sustainability. You know, for instance, we do see cloud 
as um, being one of the, the key enablers to driving sustainability yeah. in businesses. And, you know, just wondering if you've got any views on that or any other trends you expect to see in the coming yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you've touched on a key one. I mean, I, we definitely see, if, you, if I think about trends for 22, um, you know, I mean, it's, no one, no one would have predicted, I think, what's happened in 20 and, and 21, of course, with the pandemic. But so it's hard to be in the prediction business these days. But uh, I mean, we definitely see, you know, hybrid work, cloud, sustainability, um, you know, this sort of mobile workforce and, you know, um, work where you are kind of thing. Um, for me, I think the one that it's not, I don't know how, if it directly relates to sustainability or not, but it's really security is the one that kind of, for me, for 22 bubbles to the top as you have so many vendors getting in now, given what's happened with work happening just anywhere, whether you're at home, you're at the office, you're on the go, there's, there's much more of this increase in, in mobility uh, solutions, cloud solutions. And I think that just opens up more opportunity for bad actors to, to potentially um, you know, um, introduce security threats into companies. So I think if anything, 22 for me is the year where we need to be even more focused around security. It's a real opportunity for for our our our, our people, our partners, to get up to speed on on our, for instance, our wolf security portfolio to really understand how we can help protect our customers. If that that would be my prediction for twenty two is uh, secu- the year of security. And just a final note, really, just um, um, occurred to me when we we're talking about the Amplify program. Um, you know, I think as businesses return post pandemic, a lot of the focus is on. Um, business recovery and you know a lot of financial um, focus Um, so do you have any advice for channel partners who are looking to develop their um, sustainability propositions and how they can really uh, link that to improved um, financial performance because I think the two are very closely related and you know just wondering if you had any advice for yeah yeah I think it's you know what what, something that we did internally is we we uh, did a contest with our sales teams um, to to essentially bring the best sort of sustainability, um, uh, I want to say sales pitch kind of. So it's a, a pitch has a negative connotation in my mind a little bit. It's just how do, you, how do, how do we educate customers on, on our portfolio and uh, in terms of sustainability, all, all the things that we're doing, all the things that our partners are doing and how that can have an impact on them, um, on their sustainable efforts, our, our customers ultimately, which is what it's about. And, and we did something internally and we came up with, um, someone, a, a woman here in the UK who had just did an amazing job, she really understood, um, you know, kind of all elements of our, of all the things we do across circularity and, and carbon emissions and those sorts of things and really made it real uh, for, 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 for her customers. And then we, that became the model for other people to use. So I just think that's a great example of kind of, um, you know, having some fun with it. All the employees participated in that, um, you know, developed their own, their own, sales pitches, and then we pick the best and we are, we're going to leverage the best. So that's definitely something that partners could do um, because there are a lot of, I mean, it, it goes, it goes pretty deep um, in terms of all the things that, that we do with our products and services. And then of course you layer in what partners do on top of, of, of what HP is doing. And it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a complex, but it's a compelling story. And so we just, we have to be able to tell that story, you know, in an effective way. So um, that's definitely something I would recommend for partners to do. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, it's been a really interesting conversation, Dave. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Really appreciate the time. So thank you for joining today's In the Spotlight with Quocerca podcast. For more information, please go to quocerca.com or go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to get updates on when we release new podcasts. Thanks again for joining and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.